Welcome to the Take a Flight podcast. everyone. It is my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Take a Flight podcast. I'm your host, Cicely Stanton, and today we're joined by the amazing Anna Ellis. <laughs> Anna grew up as an army brat, and through that, she got to live in South Korea and Estonia. Plus, she's just on her own a world traveler. Anna, would you like to introduce yourself further? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Thank you, Cicely, for adding me to this little podcast. Um, <laughs> Uh, my name is Anna. As Cicely said, I am a BYU student studying history with an emphasis in warfare. And I am a world traveler. As Cicely said, I love traveling. It's one of my favorite things to do. Oh, and also a little bit about me. I love ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That's beautiful. Thank you. That was awesome. Okay, so I want to start actually with South Korea because... I think that's really cool. You So when did you say you lived there? So I lived in South Korea my seventh grade year and half of my eighth grade year. Okay. So when you were fairly young, yeah. but do you feel like you remember it pretty well? I do. It was a really amazing place. The Where, where we were located, it was called the Itaewon District, mm -hmm. and it was the international district. So people from all over the world lived there, and it was just super diverse. It was honestly an amazing experience. Looking back on it, I aspire to go back one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but you said, so your stepdad, mm -hmm. right, he's in the military. Yeah. And that's what brought you to both South Korea and Estonia, correct? Yeah. So he was Army Special Forces and we were stationed in South Korea for three years. And in between that time, my mom and I ended up actually leaving and going to Florida for a little bit. Mm. Um, but after his term in Korea was done, he was offered a position to teach military strategy in Estonia. And that's how we ended up there. Okay, awesome. So so when you found out that you were moving to South Korea with your stepdad and your mom, what yeah. was that like? Like what was going through your head? Uh, oh, insanity. Yeah. It was really crazy. Honestly, it was my first time ever leaving home mm -hmm. so like just the concept of leaving family and friends was astounding like that was just unheard of yeah and so um the process of getting there was really chaotic like we had I remember one of those you know those trolleys at the airport that you like lug all your luggage yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. and stuff like that we had three of those oh my gosh. and a brand new baby so it was super crazy and getting through you know all the questionnaire of like why you're coming to this country right. and it was it was crazy but honestly by the time we got there it was so amazing because the airport alone you walk on into the Seoul airport and there's like a ice skating rink right there. And then they have a whole amusement park in there. It was In the airport? In the airport. No way. That's it, awesome. It was really cool. That is so cool. So I think seeing that as a little kid, I thought, oh, life's going to be great. Yeah. You're like, I'm literally living a dream. <laughs> right. Yeah. This kid's best lifetime goal right here. Right. Amazing. <laughs> so was it... Uh, did you have to go to school when you were in South Korea? I did. So I went to school on base, um, okay. on the military base, and it was an international school. So any um, kid that was there with their parents, they could have been from any other 
government official standing or military ranking. So all of us, we, I remember as kids, we just had so many different groups, like from all of us being in different places. Like I, um, I had a friend, she was from Cambodia, someone from Sweden. That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like that's such a cool part of like, cause I feel like my favorite part of traveling is getting to know people from all over the world. Right. But you're in a place where you, and especially at a young age, like getting to know people from literally all over the world, just in at school, at you school. know? Yeah. It definitely taught me to be more open and mm-hmm. adaptable to my situation. I definitely think I learned a lot from my peers. Like I remember this kid, Mike, um, I was asking him how he did it all the time because he moved a lot more than I did. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, it's one of those things where you get in, you make friends and you make the best of it and then you get out and you do it all over again. Yeah. For so sure. I was, it was an adjustment. It was hard, but I learned so much from that. And I still use those skills today. You know, if I ever move or if I'm in a new job, it's just really resourceful for sure. For sure. I think that's really cool. Um, so being in South Korea, did you guys get to travel around a lot around South Korea? I wish we did more traveling. Mm -hmm. The only traveling that we did really was when we went to Jeju Island. And that was... What is that? I've never heard of that before. So Jeju is just a teeny tiny little island just right off of the peninsula of Korea. Okay. It's super cute, very small. Um, when you when we got there, I don't even think we did that much, to be honest. I think we got there, we went to a really nice hotel, and we just walked around the city mm. that was there. And I could not tell you the name. I wish I remembered, but it was truly fantastic. It was really pretty. We were on the beach a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, cold water. <laughs> That's what That's I remember. Right. Yeah. So um, that was kind of crazy, but it was really nice. I, I wish we got to go to Japan or... I mean, like around Asia. More. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish we got to do that more, but just because of circumstances, we just didn't. Right. So you lived on the base, I'm assuming. Yeah. But do you feel like most of the time you were there, did you spend on the base or did you kind of go out and like explore the city more? When it was by when I was by myself or with some friends, we kind of stayed on the base. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just more of like my mom's preference. Like she like a comfortable space, like safe space. Safe space. Yeah. yeah. But if I was out. Like sometimes if I was with my classmates or something, my teachers would take us off base Hmm. and we go to the museums and stuff like that. It was super educational. It was great. Loved it. And um, learned a lot about Korea's history, which I thought was fascinating, which probably were like my history nerdy self (laughs) probably sparked. Um, And then my family and I, we loved going off base on the weekends or like whenever my stepdad was done working. So it was honestly incredible. And I... For a split second, right before my mom and I went back to the States, my stepdad ended up ended up moving off of the base mm. and we lived in an apartment off. So it was it was great. Like best of both worlds. Oh, it was. And yeah. I distinctly remember the um, floors being heated. So Ooh. when it got cold, like you could just turn up the temperature and your feet would be warm. That's so fun. It was a lot of fun. I feel like Asia is so like technologically advanced. Like it would be so fun to like live there and like really experience that day to day. Oh, for sure. It was incredible. That's awesome. And it was so fun. Like just small things I remember. Even on the subways, there were some trains that would have heated seats or like Wi-Fi constantly going around like you never didn't not have connection. You're like, America needs to step up their game. Literally, though. I was like, where are we at? (laughs) That is so cool. So being there as a kid, do you feel like that's 
like I honestly I look at so many kids that like have gotten to live abroad and have like had that as part of their childhood experience do you feel like that's shaped you in a lot of ways because like I I don't know I wish I had had that experience no I just lived in America my whole (laughs) life but like how do you feel like that shaped you as like a, a kid living abroad I definitely would say that it shaped me in the sense of being more open, Mm. just being open to anyone and anything. And I definitely think that because I moved around so much and looking back as a kid, I didn't enjoy it. I think it was a lot for me just because it was continuous changes and I wanted stability. Yeah. But now as an adult, I can't think of staying in one place ever. Like it almost like stresses me out (laughs) if I think of being somewhere. But um, yeah, I just have become, like I said, super adaptable and I can befriend a lot of people super fast. I make a lot of quick connections Mm -hmm. and I'm super willing to get to know different cultures. Like I think that was by far one of my favorite things is just learning about someone else and what they got to experience in life and, you know, how their family operates. Like I had tons of friends, even, I mean, kind of fast forward to my senior year of high school. I had like my whole friend group, they were um, from different countries in Africa. So like we just talked about that and I got to like eat their traditional foods and stuff like that. It's just so fun. I just think it's a really enjoyable experience. And I learned to incorporate that in my life. I love or that. Or at least I try to. Yeah. yeah. So going off of that then, what do you feel like are your favorite cultural things about South Korea or Asia in general? Mm, that's a good question. I would probably say I'm a huge foodie in general. So any, I feel like a great way to bond with people is through food. Mm. So um, I remember my my friend Aaron, He, um, his mom had made traditional bulgogi. And it was my first time having it. And I was super nervous mm-hmm. because <laughs> it was my very first time. And I didn't want to be disrespectful. Um, but he brought it to school and he says, Anna, you have got to try this. It is so good. My mom really did something here. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and I tried it and he like taught me how to use chopsticks. It was That was a really fun experience. And it was amazing. It's actually one of my favorite dishes now. I but I think one of my favorite things going alongside with just cuisine um it's just i mean you could pick music i'm super big into their like, <laughs> like their k-pop, k-pop yeah. k-dramas i'm super big into k-dramas like it's honestly unhealthy <laughs> i love that <laughs> but um i just really enjoy that i really like learning more about it and in fact this past um semester i took a class on Um, It was like intro to East Asian history. So I got to learn more about their culture and their history behind it. And I just found a new greater appreciation. Isn't that such a cool thing where like, like you've lived in a place or you've been to a place and then years later or like right after or something like you take a class on it and like you learn so much and you're like, wait, like I saw those things. You're like, I, I was there. Like, you know, like right after my mission, like after spending a year and a half in Italy, I came home and that first semester I took art history Mm -hmm. and learning about the Renaissance and like all this Italian artwork. I was like, wait, are you kidding me? Like I saw that and I didn't even know how 
significant and famous that is. Amazing it was. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it helps me like grow such a better appreciation for like places I've already been. So that's really cool. It is really fun. I love that. Okay. Well, oh, I do have one more question about South Korea before we move on (laughs) to Estonia. What is your favorite like Korean food? Mm. If you could like if you could go to Korea South Korea tomorrow, yeah, and like get one thing, what would you eat? Oh gosh. That's hard. I would probably say it's probably going to be like the most generic answer, <laughs> but um, there was this restaurant just right off the base and they had really good bip and bop mm. and it was, it was so good, but I used to get bip and bop. It was like, it came in like one of those sharing bowls. So it'd like be put in the middle of the, of the table and then at the time, I didn't really like kimchi, but I've really grown up to yeah. love it a lot. But they would put this like really old kimchi recipe that, I mean, fermented for ages. And they would put it next to our bip and bop with a little like bowl of rice. And like my family and I, we would take our like bip and bop with our kimchi and our rice and we would just eat it. I'm sure that's like probably not the proper way to eat it, but it was so good. <laughs> it's good. It sounds so good. Yeah. Okay. So next you moved to Estonia. Yeah. And you were how old? I was 15 or 16 15, when I lived 15. there. Yeah. Okay. So again, you're moving to a new country. Yeah. You've already done this once before, mm-hmm. but this is a different continent. What were those feelings like? Like, were you? did you feel more prepared? Were you terrified? Like, what were, you know? <laughs> probably a mixture of both. I was definitely way more excited than probably initially how I felt going to Korea. Mm-hmm. Estonia, I, in my mind, when I was told where Estonia was, because, I mean, in my mind, I was like, I don't know where that is. Um, and I heard it was in Europe. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm done. I'm going. You're like, perfect. Yes. And when we got there... It was a cultural shock for sure. Um, definitely not what I was anticipating. It's yeah. definitely not like London, you know, or like not your typical idea of Europe. Of Europe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely not like the Western <laughs> side of Europe. But um, when we went, they had just celebrated their 25th year of independence. Mm. So it was it just felt fresh. It was felt very brand new getting there. And everyone in our generation spoke English. Mm. So anyone in our parents' generation, they could speak English fairly well, but they were still learning and speaking Russian and Estonian and Finnish. Mm-hmm. And then our grandparents' generation, they didn't speak English at all. So it was it was different. Yeah. And um but in the best ways. Like I definitely wouldn't say I look at Estonia as a foul experience. It was really enlightening. And the people were just so kind, truly. Like I I made a really good friend there. She was like where we were living, we were in Tartu. This is like the second biggest city in Estonia. And she was my only friend there. <laughs> and we palled around the city. She showed me like where all the good chocolate places were. That's I mean, so I think most our friendship started with chocolate. Again, food is central. I love that so much. <laughs> That's awesome. It was awesome. It was a good time. So, okay. I have to say, I feel like it would be so fun to live in Europe as a teenager because it's so like easy to get everywhere, yeah. you know? And like, I don't know, like, I feel like that would be so like 
independently free. I don't know. Yeah. Did it feel that way to you, like oh, being there? Definitely, definitely. I definitely had more leeway going anywhere I wanted. Um, in fact, at the time, I was doing online school for high school. And whenever I had a, like a proctored exam, I would just take the bus by myself up to Tallinn, which is the capital. Yeah. And I have like tons of really funny stories about like all the people I met on the buses. But like, it. Um, it was just so it was just great. We I could go anywhere. It was the world was my oyster in Estonia. Like I could just pick a place and book a little bus ticket and go. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you did say you did some traveling around Estonia and like the Baltic yeah. region, right? So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that, like all the places you went. And yeah. So we, my family and I, we traveled to Latvia and Lithuania. So we kind of took like, we started in, Lith- like we went all the way down to Lithuania and we started there and went to all their, these really cool cathedrals. And honestly, it's it was really odd <laughs> like as a kid you're looking at all these really interesting murals which i guess in my experience you would go to a cathedral to almost feel you know you know godly like to worship, like to worship yeah. and feel the spirit i guess and these murals were not depicting anything great or like really positive Mm -hmm. like it was like these really dark murals of like almost like kind of doom and gloom Mm -hmm. but the message was to like prevent this from happening don't let this be you (laughs) exactly okay but those were a lot of fun um and then when we made our way to Latvia we kind of I don't think we went to any cathedrals or museums or anything. I think we just piled around in the little cities that we were, we were in. And the food was, again, food. Great. Right. It was so fabulous. Good. Yeah. And um, I think my mom had wanted to go to this one city that she had heard all about from her friends. And it was <laughs> it was this little, like, perfume place. It okay. was, like, almost like a mini like perfume town, like kind of like what you have in Paris, like where they have the perfume district, but it was like kind of like that. Uh Um, And she had like gone all out. I mean, I don't think I could smell for a week after that. It was great. That's (laughs) so funny. I love that. It was awesome. Um, And then, yeah, we made our way back up and then we probably took a little bit of a break and then maybe around Christmas time we went to Finland and Finland was gorgeous and we got there through a ferry. We had taken our car and we were just walking around the little ferry area. It was very, it was a nice ferry. <laughs> it was very pish posh. Mm-hmm. And we got there and it was freezing. I, I can't do the cold, but it was, it was worth it. Every okay. step I took in the frozen, <laughs> frozen place, it was really nice. Um, and the, the people were kind. It was, it was actually kind of funny at the time I was learning a little bit of Estonian just to get by when I could pick up on like the different dialects cause Finnish is very similar to Estonian, Okay, but like the words for sandwich and like sand are different. Like they, like yeah, yeah, you have yeah, to know yeah, the yeah. context of things, but it was really fun. Um, we just got to see all this beautiful architecture and they, Really like using dark wooden beams, which is honestly one of my favorites uh-huh. to see in any sort of architecture industry. Um, so I grew to have a greater appreciation for big buildings and how people built massive companies and things like that. It was just really fascinating. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, so I've never been to the Baltics before, but I have been like around the rest <laughs> of Europe pretty much. Yeah. And you've you've been to like 
the major like touristy areas like Paris and mm-hmm. London and Rome, right? Yeah. So how do you feel like, like obviously when somebody thinks about going on a trip to Europe, they're like, I want to go to Paris or London or Rome. Mm-hmm. Like why do you feel like maybe Estonia is a better place or maybe not a better place for tourists to go? I think if you're wanting something like a London or Paris or Rome experience, I probably would not recommend going to Estonia. Mm -hmm. Not saying that it's a bad place. I'm just saying that your expectations will be, they won't match. Okay. It it won't meet. So what's like different about them, I guess? So the difference is, is that first off, London, Paris, and Rome, they're all very well known globally. Right. Estonia is brand new. They don't have a lot of tourist things to really do yet like mm-hmm. it's not like you know you have tours of going on all of these excursions to look at old architecture and things like that you're you're riding that solo yeah and honestly personally I enjoy that a lot more mm-hmm. I like just going and browsing and reading random plaques that are just in the ground but if you're wanting something more relaxing something that you can if you felt like waking up one morning and strolling around and getting a hot cocoa I would go to Estonia Mm. just because people are so kind and welcoming that they I don't know I don't want to like say badly but like they're not tainted by the world yet yeah and they want you to see their their city they want you to see their country and appreciate all the things that they've accomplished and been through as a people and I think that it's just different in the sense of you won't have like masses of people riding with you to go look at something or you won't find something that's like a big souvenir. It's going to be like a scarf that some little lady handmade like, right. on one evening. Right. So it's just a special, very more nostalgic type of place yeah. than it is like a big monumental event. Yeah. And like I, I love Paris and London and Rome and like the big touristy yeah. areas, you know, like like you're right. They have their own kind of charm and like it's exciting to be there because it's like I've seen so many postcards and books mm-hmm. or whatever. But like I also do think there's so much value in going to like the underappreciated parts of Europe. Yeah. And like... Like, yeah, like people are so much more excited to talk to you. And like the locals are like, let me show you like my cute little town and yeah. like, like my food and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, like they'll invite you to their house and be like, yes. come eat with me. So, yeah, I love that. And it's also like so nice to, like you said, like not be bombarded by other tourists. Like you just like it's almost like you have this whole place to just discover by yourself. By yourself. Yeah. yeah it's great. So cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, okay. I'm curious about food. Yes. So what kind of food is in Estonia? So in Estonia, honestly, it's a mix of different cultures, mainly potatoes. Mm. Potatoes are central to almost every dish. Potatoes, sausage. Can't go wrong. Yeah, can't go wrong. A lot of stews Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of like sauerkraut. Okay. So So it's kind of like German. Almost German. Yeah. So plus that poor Estonia has been taken over by so many countries that I could hardly find any traditional Estonian cuisines. Mm. But the ones that I did find, they're very similar to German foods. Um, It's just more of a, uh, (laughs) like an Estonian twist. Like they might add more seasonings or they might add like a different vegetable, something like that. So, yeah, I felt like when I lived in Estonia, we definitely had a lot more 
hearty meals mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Like definitely something to fill you up for a long time. But I will say one of my favorite things is their flour, which is going to sound weird. Okay. But their flour, you whenever you made bread, Oh my gosh, it was so good. It would almost dissolve in your mouth. Like it, it could be sitting out for a week and you would just be like, oh my gosh, this is the best bread ever. And there's, they have this. My mouth is like literally what are you just thinking about? Like, okay, mm, it's so yum. good. And they also have like traditional black bread. I do not know the traditional term for it. Okay. But it almost had a very sour taste is to it. Is it literally black? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like a really dark bread. Interesting. And they made it to where it's like a perfect like serving size, but it was so good. And then they would hand churn butter mm. and you would just lather it on there. Oh. It was so That's good. Awesome. I think we would probably go through like six loaves a week. Oh. That's how much we loved it. It was yeah. crazy, but it was so good. That was probably by far my favorite thing. That sounds to eat. so good. Oh, it was so good. Mm. I'm like so hungry now. <laughs> like after watching you guys eat for like two hours. Like, <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So around Estonia. Yeah. What do you feel like are like, do you have any like specific places that you really like to go that you would like recommend to people? I would definitely say um, go to Tallinn. Tallinn, the capital. You're mm-hmm. going to have a lot more attractions and places to go to while you're in Tallinn it's very small like you're you're not going to get lost (laughs) but there's a lot of really cool shops if you go I don't know the exact area but if you're going more to the west side um there's a lot of really fun handcrafted shops. That's where I like to go. It's where I got my ring. Oh, like just that. a little lady had made it and I she totally told me where what all the diamonds meant. And I was like, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll take it. But um they we got all of our scarves and our sweaters over there that I mean, they are It's a lot cheaper. Thick. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah. I mean, like you pay nothing for them. Right. And it's just someone making them. Yeah. Someone that's like they just make it in their evenings and they come to the shop and sell it to you. Uh, and they're super thick. They're super comfortable. And yeah, they're just super sweet. So if you're wanting things like that, like things that you're going to take and be like, I'm going to wear this, you know, forever and ever. Amen. Then I would go there. If you're wanting more of like. I'm going to go look at architecture and look at buildings and things like that. I would definitely go more north. Uh, they had really cool, like, outside of the building architecture where it would be, like, really cool designs on the buildings mm. and things like that. Like, you could walk around downtown and just see, like, definitely Russian influence with mixing with Estonian and, like, Dutch. And it was it was really fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, you could definitely go there. Food is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, all the good food shops are just right around the corner from each place. So I would definitely highly recommend definitely going to the west side of Tallinn just so you can get all of the really cool, you know, little trinkets and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's so fun. And, like, <laughs> that's honestly, like, markets and stuff or, like, those, like, small local-owned shops, like, those are my favorite parts of Europe. I, I love them so much. They're so fun. They're so precious. And the people are so kind. I, you know, they're just like, oh, please, take it. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> like, literally. <laughs> I know. I went to Greece a few summers ago, 
and like we were going through the markets and stuff and everybody just wanted to give us like like little trinkets and stuff with your purchase they're like oh, oh let me give you like a keychain too like i'm so happy you came i just oh it's so sweet i love europeans they're just so cute i love them they are um okay last thing I want to talk about this world trip that you planned that you never went on. Oh, yeah. What? So before COVID, my freshman year of college, I was on my independence role and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be I'm going to carry this whole world traveling thing into my life. It's going to be a part of me forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) So (laughs) I went to school. I started in BYU, Hawaii, and I didn't go home for Christmas. I had worked the entire time. I was saving up. And I had a friend at the time when I lived in Estonia, there was a missionary there and she was from Melbourne, Australia. Mm. And she said, oh, my goodness, she should just totally come and visit me whenever you can. And I said, is it bad? All right. Yeah, but honestly. (laughs) So I had booked this whole elaborate around the world trip. Kid you not. I was going from Hawaii to Australia. And I was going from Australia to South Dakota to visit some high school <laughs> friends. And then okay. I was going from South Dakota to North Carolina to see some family, North Carolina to Miami, and then Miami right back to Hawaii. It was like Love. this crazy trip. And I had paid for it all. I was going by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think I called my mom and I said, hey, <laughs> I'm going on this trip. By the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, P.S. If I go missing, this is where I'm going. This is where I am, yeah. And she's like, you're kidding. And I said, no, flight's already booked. And I had just booked them maybe two weeks before COVID hit. No. And then right when it hit, of course, when COVID started, no one knew yeah, how long that was going to be. Yeah, was like, gonna oh, it's going to be two weeks. Yeah, like tops. Yeah. And then obviously that. It was not a two-week thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when during the summer, because I had planned it after my spring term, and I didn't get to go, so all the sweet airlines reimbursed me, and then I haven't been traveling since. It's kind of sad. <laughs> the absolute depression. But you have a trip planned yeah. this summer. I do, Madeline. I do. Going to be on our podcast next week. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Also, take time to share, subscribe, leave a review, and then head over to follow the Instagram account at Take a Flight Podcast, where you can submit your own travel stories or suggest new episode topics. Also, follow at Anna.E007 <laughs> on Instagram if you have more questions for Anna. Well, it was a pleasure having you on board, and tune in next week to Take a Flight. <laughs>